from Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This week, snow. The team recaps two snow events in our area and the surprises that came with them. Plus, Mark catches a cougar on tape prowling in his backyard. Now here they are, Brian McMillan, Mark Nelson, Jeff Forgeron, and Ann Campolongo. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. We're into episode 16. This is going to be a jam-packed snow-filled episode here. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan alongside meteorologist Jeff Forgeron, meteorologist Ann Campolongo, and chief meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey guys. What's up, back? <laughs> hey everyone. We have a lot to talk about. Let's get to our local headlines. The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. So, if you're an avid podcast listener and you listen to every episode, you know that in our last episode we talked about a hint of things to come. Colder weather on the way. Maybe a chance of snow in some of the lower elevations. And now, here about a week and a half later, we had, I guess you could call it two snow events around the Portland metro area and up into the coast range. Maybe one and a half, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's a better way sure, to say that it. that works. That'll work. Okay. So uh, let's start with the first one. The, we'll start in chronological order here. Let's talk about the one on Sunday. I spent a little time on the beach with uh, my family, and we had a great time for my wife's birthday. And there wasn't very many people out there because it was so cold and it was a little wet on Sunday. But then when we came back over the Coast Range Passes, that's when we got into all that snow up there. And uh, got a little got a little treacherous up there at, at the top, up at the uh, Sunset Summit. There's a tunnel up there. And this one lady with a big trailer on the back end of her truck actually uh, swerved off the road. And a big tree that just happened to be there kept her from going all the way down the hill. So thankfully she was okay. We were like right behind that accident. But yeah, crazy stuff. Let's talk about Sunday. And, And what did we have, Mark? It wasn't much. I remember leading up to that because that was our first chance for lowland snow this season. I remember we were getting excited. And I remember doing a blog post on it was, excuse me, it was Saturday evening. And uh, Jeff, you were all over it because, you know, you were working Saturday and Sunday and and Friday and well, Thursday and Wednesday as well. (laughs) But um, uh, yeah, it looked like we might have a brush with low elevation snow. We kind of it was pretty obvious we weren't going to get any sort of widespread lowland snow, but it was going to be the first time we'd see, you know, snow in the air. That's pretty bad when we get all the way to the end of January. We haven't even seen snow in the air here in Portland. But, um, you know, the weather service, I think they put up a winter weather advisory. They said areas above 700 feet. And we can talk about that if you want a little bit later. Um, but you know how I get about these things. But anyway, um, well, what happened? We, we expected moisture to come in Saturday night, Sunday morning. And then, Jeff, you were on that morning. What happened? Sunday morning, I, well, not much. And then I decided <laughs> to stop at Council Crest Park on the way home. Still not much was happening. But I did catch up, catch about seven wet snowflakes flying in the air. Hey! Which got me, it got me so excited. And Mark, you called it blizzard up at council crest Park. very exciting you know our graph model did pretty well it was one model that was saying like yeah it's not going to happen in the lowlands it's just a little bit too warm we didn't have uh we didn't as i recall yeah we didn't have any cold air coming out of the gorge so we did know that wouldn't be a big event but we thought okay it might be really close might get a dusting up in the hills and really not even that happened i mean brian's the only one of the four of us that saw snow on the ground well at my house at a thousand feet i think we had a little bit sunday evening maybe but that was it so it really wasn't much hashtag sad weak sauce right but we knew we yes. knew that that wasn't it we knew that 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 there was more to come and uh, we hope we were hoping we were hoping we were hoping uh, we were as we got into monday we got a little bit more excited because models were coming together 
And, you know, some, some of the, our models that had a little lower resolution were going uh, with a half inch in Portland, maybe an inch in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were poo-pooing that, weren't we? We weren't. We, we said, I think I said poo-poo on the air. <laughs> you said poo-poo um, on the air? Well, I said, yeah, we're po- I don't want to poo-poo this too much. But it, it was pretty obvious it was going to be what, what I sometimes call the Forest Grove effect. I noticed that early in my career, like... I don't know, in the mid-1990s, where uh, if you get cool air coming out of the gorge, but it's not really that cold, so you typically don't get snow in Portland or you just get a mix or something. But it tends to pile up against the east slopes of the coast range, kind of a, a little miniature version of the Appalachian cold air damming we sometimes hear about in um, college. But, yeah, so we can get the um, snow up. All those coast, all those uh, east slopes of the coast range communities, kind of the Highway 47 corridor, that was like Sheridan, McMinnville, Gaston. Uh, Forest Grove Banks, Vernonia. And so I just coined it, you know, it's not official, the Forest Grove wait, effect. Wait, wait, wait. Mark, are, are you old enough for us to name that after you? Like the Fujiwara effect? The no, Mark when Nelson I, effect? <laughs> when I get to become Professor Emeritus of Fox 12, then then it'll be time, I guess. Or, or it'll be or it'll be a post-mortem. Then we can start naming stuff after him, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> when, I'm, when I've departed my earthly boundaries here. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> so so in that, that got pattern, dark you really get, fast. Sorry. Yeah. No, I've th- I've seen this a bunch of times. Where in that pattern, you get snow sometimes one inch, sometimes six inches out at Forest Grove or Banks, and you're getting just a slushy mix or nothing really in Portland, and specifically out near the west end of the gorge, it's just not cold enough. You don't get much of anything. So models actually nailed they they may have nailed a bunch of things on this storm right, saying hey the heavy snow would be out towards the coast range, and so is this the point where I should get into Brian, am I allowed now to get into well, listen, what went right, what went wrong, or what did happen first? I, I think I think we can get into that. Okay. I I, I think what uh, we should do uh, here is maybe talk about what 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 exactly happened, and let's talk about some of the the snow totals. Okay. So some of the expected ones out on the far west side, Forest Grove, Banks, three inches, three and a half actually mm. out there in Forest Grove, Gaston. Shehalem Mountain, five inches, a little more than expected out there on the west side. Then you start uh, going a little farther south towards Salem, and that's Wait, where. Yes. So, so far, we're on track. We're on track. No, Forecast things are looking good. good. You know now, what so they the did? The train is they, on the track. Train is on the track. They for sent now. me out that direction because that's what we were forecasting. I, I went out to the Banks area. Sure enough, it was coming down really good out there. We had a couple inches where I was between Banks and Vernonia, and that was a lot of fun. Very good. Snow's on the, tr- I mean, the train is on the tracks. Now you were about to get to Salem. Is the train still on the tracks? <laughs> the train, the train no. is not as much on the tra- train is off the tracks down there. Yes. So what happens in Salem is you, you head over to, the, you know, a little closer to the coast range. We're talking four inches in Dallas, but you head a little closer to Salem, South Salem, three inches. Oh, that's not good. Not good. Not good. Well, North Salem, wise. a half inch, Silverton, a half inch. What? I don't remember talking about Salem and Silverton getting snow. And, and I got to know, so the, as, as, as the reports start coming in, uh, you know, basically with snow forecasts, we just we got to lay it out there. We got to make our decisions. How is Mark right. feeling at this point when we start getting reports coming in from Salem? Uh, Anne, you were here, Anne. Describe. Y- <laughs> right. I, I feel like I got in. Mark was already there. And, you know, he's watching everything. And then, I don't know, like right around 2 o'clock, I feel like, he started getting nervous and all the snow was sticking uh, at Dayton from our Stoller family estate camera. And then he kept saying, you know, like, okay, if this lightens up, we'll be all right. But if it stays heavy, we're going to be screwed. 
Uh, so we were just hoping it would line up, and we just kept saying, you know, it'll line up, it'll line up. Don't worry, don't worry. But did, Mark was it, it, sweating. Did he go through bullets. like the seven stages of grief like very quickly <laughs> within about an hour? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was a little worried. My darkest time was about three thirty to three forty-five. Three <laughs> thirty to the beginning of the four p.m. show. That was the darkest before the dawn. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Um, it was it was pretty rough. I even spilled a whole cup of water here just before we were trying to do a, a live live um, Facebook live thing for Fox 12 Oregon. Yeah, things were really dark at that moment. The boss walked by. He had kind of one eye cocked up like, is this what's supposed to be happening? And I think I said something like, well, not really at this point in time, no. But it ended up not being a total miss. Yes, we missed down in the Central Valley, but for the most part, Things were on track up here in the metro area. We only had a trace at PQR, which is the, uh, the, the where they measure snow, which is at the uh, National Weather Service offices there uh, in, uh, was it, it's Park Rose, right? Park Rose, yes. Yeah, Park Rose. And then uh, downtown, they did end up having measurable <laughs> snow. <laughs> Where's How that measure? Jeff, you know the big number? Did you hear that one? What, what did was downtown it, get? Was it a half inch? No. Oh, that's way too high. They put a tenth? A tenth. Zero point one inch. Silly. <laughs> that was okay. the official downtown. <laughs> and where is so, that measured, Mark? Where's the downtown sensor? Uh, it's actually measured on the top of KGW's building. Okay, there you so go. So another forecaster in town who was generous enough to uh, put that on the National Weather Service <laughs> chat for us so we could all see it. And uh, he won't and, be named. And it was very nice of him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want hey. to detract from our weather. Mark, circling back oh. to the sure. uh, like the measurable snowfall down in Salem, I, mm-hmm. I was going shopping, uh, what was it, uh, yeah, uh, Tuesday morning, and I flipped on the radar <laughs> before I left, and I was like, oh, the precip is arriving a little earlier than expected. Yeah. So we, I know we dropped well into the 30s, low 30s, down most of, central, of the central Willamette Valley. Clouds move overhead before we can warm up. It didn't take as much evaporative cooling for that snow to reach the surface. Is that... What, I'm, what I think happened, is that correct? How the heck, and I mentioned this in my blog, we expected, here, models nailed it saying, hey, we're gonna be up around 40, low 40s uh, midday, and then that would, the uh, easterly flow would also dry out the atmosphere. We'd get dew points down in the 20s, which is a measure of the amount of moisture in the air. That did happen. And then they said, okay, so then moisture's gonna arrive and temperatures would suddenly fall from the low 40s, 40 or low 40s, and we'd be down, you know, 33 to depending on location 33 to 36 degrees and that's why we figured okay maybe a dusting here and there maybe salem would get a dusting salem went from i think it was 38 with a dew point of 30 and we always estimate what the wet bulb temperature would be basically when the moisture arrives how cool could it get and so if you take one third of the difference of those two numbers you'd say when i saw that observation it was at 1 p.m i think i thought oh good salem should bottom out around 36 35 it's just going to be a dusting at most maybe but Instead, what happened? One hour later, it was 32 over 30. So how did that happen? It's almost like more dry air. It shouldn't have dropped six degrees, and the dew point never came up. It was amazing, and so that I, was evaporative cooling maxed out. I just installed the weather station on my deck. I sent you guys a picture. We went from 39 to 33 with that evaporative cooling, and it was amazing watching that process play out. I was the one that was off that day, and you guys were stuck in the building, and it was just like. Oh, the flakes just started getting so fat. Oh, my goodness. That is a weather geek for you, folks. God bless him. That was good, Jeff. 
That was pure, unadulterated uh, meteorological frenzy right there. I have been deprived of snow my whole life uh, growing up in a desert. So this sure. was this was one of those events that was fun to watch. Well, I'm hoping that we get something that, that you can actually play in, Jeff, and not, and not just look look at. Yeah, thank you. We'll see. <laughs> no, prob- probably not this year, but I'll let Mark tap into the ensemble forecast. You know, we should point out that, that the areas that didn't get the snow – not to harp on that, but uh, all of Clark County had like a dusting at best on the grass briefly, and that was it. Uh, most of central and eastern Multnomah County, basically the city of Portland that's east of the Willamette River, yeah, just a little bit, and that was it. And that part of the forecast was right on. So um, at first, at 3.30, when I was at my low point, uh, as we discussed, as we discussed um, I was thinking, oh, no, this is a huge bust. Are we going to get the huge, you know, two inches everywhere and traffic grinds to a halt? That didn't happen. I would call it a partial bust in that we, we got the basics right, the heavy snow at the coast range. Most of us got just a little bit, and that was it. So uh, it was okay. So by the 5 p.m., I was, and that's right, I was kind of recovering again, right? I was, I was back up. I was on, mm-hmm. and uh, things were good. Was back. Wasn't perfect. Mark was back. Um, he was he was out of his dark spot, and uh, we, we were we were back on track again. The train was was righted back on onto the tracks, and we were good. I think. Yeah. And what can we learn from this, Mark? What do you think we can learn from from uh, how things came about this time around for the next time it hits? That's really good. Um, one, this is personal. This is only me. Um, don't drag your coworkers into an absolute no forecast for snow. <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but, you know, Brian and I did the forecast before, and I go, I, I, I don't think we're going to get sticking snow down here in the city. I, it's just not right. So um, try not to be too uh, definite. You know, don't, don't be so stubborn that you say it will absolutely not snow. It's okay to leave a little bit, uh, a little bit of, a, you know, because it isn't an exact science. It's okay to say, okay, we might, we knew we'd see it in the air, but it would have been okay to say, okay, it might accumulate on the grass briefly. We, I had that in my blog, but I didn't say that on the air. What is the opposite of wish casting? Because that's kind of what happened, right? We I, need I, a term. Yeah, we need a term for the opposite of wish casting. Warm bias is one I've heard of applied to me. <laughs> bias towards warmer stuff. Um, I don't know. And don't get cocky. Did you, you guys saw that tweet? <laughs> I tweeted the Oregonian. <laughs> Let's is, talk about this. It's a this podcast. Is so, this is so great. So the night, the night leading up to it, Oregonian put out a tweet that just said something like, yeah, I thought it was a little clickbaity in that it said, snow finally coming to Portland tomorrow. And I'm like, well, it's not really. Yeah, we're going to see it in the air. So I just tweeted back, no. I, ret- I guess I retweeted Quote that. tweeted it, yeah. Yeah, and as the snow started coming down in Portland, Brian, what did the Oregonian, do you have it right there? What did the Oregonian tweet back at me? They did a, a, a gif here of, <laughs> it's, it's one of those uh, famous scenes from The Office. It says, well, 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 how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> how the tables have turned. Too funny. In Michael's own way. Yeah, so, yeah, don't be getting all cocky before a forecast. That's one, something I learned. A little bit of humility is good, and they have three laughing things there. Wow. That said, <laughs> I could tweet back maybe a don't, don't hatch your chickens before they count, because in the end we didn't have official measurable snow, so there. Yeah. Well, and I kind drove of, over the West Hills, I think, at 2 a.m. overnight to go to work. Yeah, how was it? 26 was fine. There was wet flakes flying at the Sylvan exit. But, I mean, the bottom line, I think, from just our forecast as a group was overnight we're not expecting major road problems through the metro area. And, frankly, that was that was what, what played out. Yeah, that last night, you know, a lot of times it'll snow. And for good reason, all our viewers go, is this going to freeze tonight? Is it going to be a mess tomorrow? And it was pretty clear we wouldn't see refreezing, and I think we nailed that as well. And now looking ahead here, guys, I mean, it it looks cooler than average. It looks pretty darn wet, but are we going to see any snow coming up? 
No. And, and I don't mean that. <laughs> Are as, you no. sure? Are you sure, Mark? Maybe, no, we should I, leave, I, maybe we should leave a little dusting in there or something like that. Yeah, I suppose. But we don't see anything in the next seven days where the snow level is low. It's more like the two to 4,000 foot snow level. In fact, we got a little yeah. cold atmospheric river coming this weekend, we think, on Sunday and Monday. By cold, yeah. I mean, I, th- I don't think the snow level goes above 5,000 feet during this event. Which is good because, I mean, we did pick up snow from this event at our ski resorts, but 65% of normal up on Mount Hood still. And Willamette Basin is at about 65% too. So we're below normal still in the snowpack category. They could use a couple of feet up there on Mount Hood over the course of the next week. That'd be nice. And, you know, uh, the next three days are not going to be very wet here. We've got, uh, I just, finishing up the seven day right now because we have a show here in about 40 minutes, but uh, mainly dry Thursday, some evening rain Friday, maybe not till after dark. So the bulk of the daylight hours the next two days looks dry. Saturday, the bulk of the daylight hours may be dry as well because the system comes in Friday night, Saturday morning. And then uh, we've got a lot of rain Sunday and Monday. So we're not going to see any snow at lower elevations through the end of January, folks. It'll be Groundhog Day next Tuesday. February 1. That month went by fast. It did. And February always seems to go by really quickly as well. But, uh, you know, if, did you guys look at, uh, we were really focused on the snow the last few days in this little event. But um, if you look at the, uh, the kind of the long range stuff beyond the seven day, it looks like upper level ridging wants to try to build offshore about a week from now. And does that open the door to cold air coming down from the east just beyond that? That'd be like seventh or the tenth of the month somewhere in there. So we can still get cold air in mid-February easily. Right. Yeah, and we could have one of those long stretches of cold uh, cold weather here really up until about mid-February. I think it's harder to have those long-lasting sure. uh, cold events because the sun angle gets a little bit higher. And we, we talked about that a little bit in the previous podcast. But uh, we got a few weeks left of of a hardcore winter time and then we start easing our way towards spring a little bit wouldn't that be pathetic if in a la nina winter we don't get measurable snow beyond this and we never ended up with an official snowfall in portland i would like to hear um pete parsons response to how this played (laughs) out because i i just remember him being so confident that we would see an active back half of winter and not to say we don't we haven't seen it yet or we haven't really seen it yet let's be honest we still yeah, have a little time, but I'd be curious to see why he thinks it didn't play out, and other meteorologists as well, and you too, Mark. I would say, uh, you know, February has scored for us the last, early in my career, the first 20 years of my career, like, it snowed in February, like, twice in all those years, so I, I, in my head, I always had it as, like, yeah, once you hit February, it doesn't snow, but then we had it in 2011, 2012, early February in 2014, <clears throat> we had it in 2018 and 2019. So it's funny, these last 10, 12 years, oh, in 08, I think we had it as well. So uh, we've had all these Februaries where we've had some snow of some sort, almost never an all-day thing that shuts down the city, though, almost never. But it sounds like we've had more snow more often in February than we have in January over the past 10 years. Yeah, minus that one year, 2017, we sure have. We've, we've just had a lot of late, you know, coolish events. I actually like those because it can snow in the evening, snows at night. You get an inch or two in the morning, and then we drive to work at noon, and everything's clear. So I don't like give that. up hope, everybody. We, you can still uh, maybe True. possibly sled on the hills of Portland coming up here uh, in the next few weeks. We'll see. We'll Valentine's see. Day snow. Maybe a now, storm. That would be fun. I know the kids want it especially this year because, you know, they're home already. Everybody's home already. It's nice to have a little change of pace as well. Before we let everybody go, Mark, I want to talk about your cougar that you had walking through your Backyard? Was it your backyard or your front yard? Yeah. We had a little kitty cat visit. 
Yeah, you can find the video on, uh, it's either on Fox 12 Oregon or my own Facebook page, at Mark Nelson Weather. And um, so we live out in the country. I've talked about this before. We live out in the woods. We don't have any homes close by us. And we know there's wild animals in the woods, right? And we did lose a cat, a, a normal-sized kitty cat, maybe um, two months ago. R.I.P. But she was older, you know, was, she lived a happy life. It was okay. Uh, you know, it's nature. So anyway, <laughs> um, so we had this. So I, have the, I set up these security cams. Not that we have any intruders out there, but I just like to see, you know, did, did any, I mostly want to see, like, what, what's out there. So sure enough, after I installed this one, a week later, I'm like, hey, let's check it with my daughter one night. And we look, and I'm like, I see this fuzzy thing go by, and I'm like, hmm, that's not a normal cattail. And sure enough, it's a full-size cougar strolling right past the back garage door through a gap in my electric fencing. where We're fenced with electricity for the, um, uh, for the chickens. This thing okay. is massive, it's, too. I mean, this was, a, this yeah. was a, a big, big full-grown cat. Spoiler alert, this is yeah. not a cougar, this is a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> oh, geez. What a city boy. <laughs> no, it is full-size, you're right. Yeah. And, it's, and, you know, they're also called mountain lions, same thing. And so this thing strolls past, and, and then 45 minutes later, um, I see our little little puma, little the little black cat pops out and immediately looks around like, oh, they know they're, they're, these cats are around, so they, uh, you know, he's got to do his business outside, so... Um, yeah, so now, um, last weekend, my daughter and I put in a gate with it. We extended the electricity across the front of the gate with a little sign there, and uh, now we're, we're clear on that side of the house. The kitty, little kitties stay on their side of the gate, big kitties stay on the other Had side. Had you ever seen a cougar uh, on your property before? Not on property. I'd seen one in front of me on the road once. Uh, so fast wow. that I just saw that little, imagine like a lion, that, that fluffy tail that kind of goes like this, you know? Mm-hmm. I was a in the fog, I thought that must have been a cougar because nothing else has a tail like that. And didn't you say one time you were running and and you thought that maybe something Bears? was stalking you? That no, was Bigfoot. I don't think so. That was Bigfoot. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I have seen a mother uh, a mother bear and her two cubs just pop out in front of me in the woods while I was riding my bike. I slowed down and let them pass. Hey, how tall is this um, this fence of yours? Um, it's not like Jurassic Park, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, I <laughs> With mean, flashing lights. <laughs> that was an extremely muscular cougar. I, I bet that thing can jump. How, I mean, what? Well, if that thing tries to jump over that fence, it's going to ride the white lightning because, um, I've got the string of wire. It's only 12 volts. It, it does. It's harmless, that's but it will up. feel the zap. But, um, oh it, it's just one little line across the top of the fence. So it would have to sniff its way through that. It, it'll get surprised. And I've been shocked by it. Yeah. You don't want to do that. It doesn't feel good. Do you think the cougar was smart enough to know that you got, that there was a gap? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure. And he just yeah. maybe had been that way before. Or she. Or she. Right. And this or could, it. I think we so. could have solved the mystery here with this. This could have been the cougar that has come onto your property before and taken your chickens and your ducks and things like that. Could oh, be. Oh yeah. Oh man. Mm. Yeah. Just That's protect that miniature chicken of yours. Patch. Roosty. Roosty should be fine and Patch, too. Patch. That's the one that scares yeah. Ann. That's right. Patch can oh, yes. be a sacrifice. You know, <laughs> anything else going on personally with all of you? <laughs> well, we know Brian had a big weekend at the <laughs> We're beach. We're shaking our heads. <laughs> it's yeah. a pandemic, Brian. It's a pandemic. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Uh, my mom and sister got their first doses of the vaccine, so that's exciting. Oh, congrats. Very yeah. nice. My wife, too. My wife is having hers tomorrow. She Ooh. has to go to the convention center, I think. It's her first yeah. dose. She's a, uh, what would it be, first, re- not a first responder, nurse. So Healthcare worker. Yeah. Healthcare that's worker. awesome. Yay, my, Sheila. F- my folks have theirs scheduled coming up Ooh, here next good. week, too. So 
Finally, we're starting to see those Good. come through. Yeah. yeah that's I, nice. I don't know when members of the media are going to get it. We're going to find that out hopefully in the next few months. But uh, July. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> okay. Well, this is exciting, Brian. And we will see if we get something here in the first half of February. There's still a chance, folks. We could have some excitement. So we're going to be on top of it, right? That's right. We sure will. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area. 